reading from Job chapter 14. Man who is born of a woman is few of days and full of trouble. He comes out like a flower and withers. He flees like a shadow and continues not. And do you open your eyes on such a one and bring me into judgment with you? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? There is not one. Since his days are determined and the number of his months is with you, and you have appointed his limits that he cannot pass, look away from him and leave him alone, that he may enjoy like a hired hand his day. O Lord, have mercy on us. A reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. O Lord, have mercy on us. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. And he said to the disciples, The days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look there, or look here. Do not go out or follow them. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be on in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. 
Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. So will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. O Lord, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I told the children at the beginning of the service, these last three Sundays of the church year are focused on Christ's second coming. Now, this is a very good thing, judging by how the world is looking and by how many people in the news or elsewhere are saying, look here or look over there, Jesus is coming soon. The gospel lesson today empowers us and equips us to say, he's been coming soon ever since he was raised from the dead, guys. But since we have two more Sundays to look at the second coming of our Lord, either through the scripture readings or if Jesus comes back, we'll be experiencing it. I figured that we would have the sermon based off of the epistle lesson, that is the lesson from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Because it pairs perfectly to follow right on the tales of All Saints Day. We heard this last Sunday, that those who die in the Lord are blessed. Just as the Lord told John to write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Or as the Lord himself said in Matthew chapter 5, giving five descriptions, or nine descriptions rather, of those who are blessed by God. Or how John himself saw the last day in his vision in Revelation chapter 7 of those blessed people of God standing before the throne of God and singing salvation of the Lamb. Those who die in the Lord are indeed blessed because they are covered in the righteousness of Christ, because their suffering and sorrow are ended, because they are comforted in the arms of Jesus, their Savior. So also today, Paul says to us in 1 Thessalonians 4, he says words of comfort. Comfort to us who grieve the death of our loved ones, our fellow believers. He says, I do not want you to be ignorant or uninformed about those who are asleep. Those of us who were downstairs for adult Bible class today got to hear about how sleeping is one of those sweet words for death. Jesus himself used this to describe Jairus' daughter when he went and said, 
Do not cry, because the girl is not dead, she is only sleeping. So also, Paul says this elsewhere in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, we shall not all sleep. That is, those who die in the Lord are not truly dead. Because on the last day, they will be awakened. They will rise from their slumber, and they will see God. So Paul says, for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. These simple scripture passages mean that we no longer grieve like those who have no hope. To grieve like the rest of the world is to be ignorant of the promises that Christ has surely spoken of those who die in the faith. Therefore, beloved Christians, don't grieve like those who have no hope. Now, I had a conversation recently with one of the dear saints of this congregation about what this word hope means. So I want to make sure that we understand this word hope very well. Because in our modern parlance, we use this word hope to talk about, I hope the Vikings win the Super Bowl this year. We say it as something that has not happened yet, and it might not happen, but I really wish that it would. But this is not the scriptural word for hope. The scriptural word for hope means something that hasn't happened yet, but it is sure and certain. It is just as certain as if it has already happened. And we are just waiting for it to be fulfilled. This is our hope. The hope of forgiveness of sins. Your sins are forgiven. The hope of the resurrection. You will be raised on the last day. It is as if it has already happened. Therefore, don't grieve like those in the world who have no hope. Believe the promises that Christ has clearly spoken. Whether we're talking about those who have already fallen asleep in the faith, they are blessed because they shall inherit the earth. They are blessed because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They are blessed because those who die in the Lord are blessed. They are blessed because they rest in the arms of Christ. Now, the way that Paul says it is also something that we should pay attention to. Paul doesn't say, don't grieve. Paul says, don't grieve as those who have no hope. This passage is no prohibition of grief or sorrow. 
we can cry. We can weep and lament. We can shed tears because these tears that we shed at the morning of the loss of a beloved child of God is a sacrifice of thanksgiving to God for those that we grieve. But when we grieve, we grieve in view of the resurrection. We grieve as those who have the sure and certain hope that this one that we grieve the loss of, this one is in Christ. This one is resting with Jesus, and this one will be raised on the last day. This is a great hope for us. This is great hope for those who have died in the faith. But this is also hope specifically for us. Specifically, it's a hope for those who are close to death. Because death is a conquered enemy. This is a hope for you who are close to death because you are in Jesus. Jesus has conquered death for you, and therefore you will be raised on the last day. But this is also a hope for us if Jesus returns before our death. We who are alive, whoever is left until the coming of the Lord, it's true that we will not precede those who have fallen asleep. We have to wait our turn. But we will not be left out. It is not as if we could miss the second coming of our Lord. Therefore, we don't have to listen or pay attention when somebody says, Look, Jesus came over here and you missed it. Or look over there, Jesus came and you missed it. Because just as the lightning flashes from the east to the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. We will not miss it. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet, and that's going to be loud enough to wake the dead. Do you think we're going to miss that? No, the dead in Christ will rise first, but we who are alive... We who are left will be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. That is, we will be brought to Christ's judgment throne. And there we will hear God's eternal judgment that we are declared righteous by the blood of Christ. Now, I can't preach too much more on this because Vicar's going to talk about it next week. So come back next week and hear Vicar's great sermon on that. But no matter what happens to us, whether we suffer and die before Christ's return, or whether we suffer and Christ returns before we die, this one thing is certain. You have hope, 
and comfort, now and on the last day. Why? Paul says it very clearly. And so we will always be with the Lord. Look, one of two things is going to happen to you. Either Jesus be, will be with you in this life through suffering and joy until you die, and then he will take you to rest in his arms in heaven until the resurrection, or Jesus will be with you through suffering and joy until he returns and takes you to himself to live with him in eternal glory. Either way, Jesus is with you. Either way, Jesus is beside you, encouraging you with his word, giving you hope and comfort now, forgiving your sins, clothing you in his righteousness, feeding you and caring for you. Either way, Jesus is with you now, in death, or on the last day. This comfort and hope of Christ is all we need. So encourage one another with these words. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.